Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. Happy New Year. I'm probably one of the first people to say that to you over the radio, but it is now after New Year's Day, and we want to talk about all things that are going to happen in 2021. But more importantly, what I want to do is just to wish you a Happy New Year, and of course, good riddance to 2020, and hopefully 2021 is going to be a substantially different and better year. I'm your host, Randy Barkley. And I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we're located in Riverside. I've been in business in the same location for well over 30 years. There's four of us in our office that are certified financial planners. We are registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and we're fiduciaries. We're a fee-only firm. And if you're looking for somebody to work with, if you're approaching retirement or in retirement, give us a call. My phone number is 951 951- 684-7011, or just go to our website. You can know more about us, and that is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, on my radio program, what I do is I talk about different things. The first subject is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management, and the third one is news you can use. Now, in the, the first segment of the program today under retirement update, I've had several people ask me questions about IRA beneficiaries. The, um, you know, what the Congress did is they passed the SECURE Act and eliminated the stretch IRA for most non-spouse beneficiaries. Now, it replaced, it replaced it with a 10-year payout, but there's a lot of confusion about what, you know, what category that you fall into and what, um, how do I want to say, what, what, are your, what are your payout options? Now, basically, under the SECURE Act, there are three categories of beneficiaries. The first one is referred to as a non-designated beneficiary or a no-name beneficiary. In other words, if you have have an IRA or retirement account and you just name your estate or your trust, you haven't named anybody. You've just named a a trust. You've named your estate plan. The other is a non-eligible designated beneficiary. That means that they can't stretch. That oftentimes is children because they're non-designated. And then you have what they refer to as eligible uh, designed uh, designated beneficiaries. And the stretch IRA applies to them. Now, oftentimes this is a spouse. So the mistakes that people are making are when they look at this or they've been told by some cases by advisors, so pre-2020 beneficiaries, a lot of people are getting bad information. They're saying they've been told that their stretch IRA now is no longer good. It's no longer valid. And that's not true. If you're a non-spouse and you're receiving a required minimum distribution out of maybe a parent's retirement account, and you started that prior to 2020, 
you're still under the old rules. You can still continue to receive your income over your life expectancy. For example, I, I was talking to a lady and she's a designated beneficiary. She had inherited her mother's IRA back in 2015 when she was only 39 years of age. So her stretch payouts based on her mortality, her life expectancy was 30, was 43.6 years. She was told that the SECURE Act eliminated that and she now had to convert to a 10-year payout. That is not true at all. So as long as Mary is alive, she can continue to make just continue to receive just the required minimum distributions based upon her life expectancy. Now she can speed it up, she can take more out, but she doesn't have to if she doesn't need to or want to. Now, if she should die and she names her, let's say her children as the beneficiary, now they would fall under the 10-year rule because they are a non-spouse. So they would be a non-eligible designated beneficiary. You know, and the other question is, can spouses still do spousal rollovers or stretches? And the answer is, yes, they can. The 10-year payout does not apply to them. The 10-year payout only applies to non-spouse beneficiaries. So therefore, you can roll over. Now, again, depending upon your age, uh, I, I talked to one client, for example, she is 55. She inherited an IRA from her husband who died at age 68. Now, because she's 55, she's below age 59 and a half. Now, she could, she could fall into her husband's payout. In other words, under his age, take out his requirement, his required minimum distribution, in other words, over his life expectancy. Or she could just freeze it and roll that money over into her IRA, and then she could wait until her age 72, which is the age that you have to start taking out required minimum distributions. So again, she's got some options and there's some issues there with age and you want to make sure you're making the right decisions on that. The other one, the other one is that's misunderstood is the non-designated beneficiaries. In other words, if you have no beneficiary named on your retirement account, which is something we, we take our clients through and make sure that we have either a person or an entity and we have a very specific structure on which that money is gonna be paid out to. But if you have somebody, or if you've not listed anybody as a beneficiary, what they're going to do is they're gonna distribute that money out on a completely different payout structure because there's no life expectancy, there's no mortality. So when you name an estate or an entity, they're just gonna pay that out or in the, in the shortest period of time, could be as little as five years. So therefore, if that entity is taxable, you could really increase a lot of income tax and you could lose a lot of the benefit to income tax. There's also what they call a ghost rule. Now, these rules state that if the death was before the required beginning date, the five-year rule would apply. If the death occurred on or after, after the required beginning date, the deceased IRA owner's remaining single life expectancy would apply as if they lived. Now, again, a lot of these rules are somewhat confusing, and if you'd like to have more information, again, that's what we do. We sit down with our clients and make sure, this one of the things we do is make sure that all that stuff is set up correctly. It's one of the things like estate planning, you know, putting together your trust, your wills, and all that. Making sure your beneficiaries are set up correctly is really important. If you'd like to sit down and talk with me, start out the new year building a plan. Give me a call. My phone number is 951 684-7011. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset 
Management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. 2021 has all of the prospects of being a phenomenally different outcome for the stock market. You know, the story of the U.S. economy in 2020, you know, it it was hit with three major shocks. First of all, it was COVID. Then we had racial unrest and then the election. And all three of those things combined absolutely slammed our economy, COVID being the primary one in 2020. So just to kind of review, remember, unemployment was at record lows at the beginning of 2020, and yet employment was still rising. So it was the longest economic expansion in U.S. history, and it was expecting to continue to expand. So after years of widening, the wealth gap was actually shrinking. So the middle class and the lower income people were starting to make more money. Now, when the pandemic arrived, the depth and the breadth of the economic disruption was greater than in any post-war recession. About 40% of those who earned less than $40,000 lost their jobs in March. It was devastating. New, week, new weekly uh, jobless claims um, had, who, you know, had been basically around about 200,000 uh, for months, and it soared past 6 million. Uh, it seems like this has been a long time ago, but this has been pretty recent in our past. It's just that we've cut, we've, uh, we've just been over a lot of water since then. Now, the distribution of job losses, meanwhile, was completely different from what, what you normally see in downturns. Low-income Americans were the hardest hit group in terms of both the general economic impact of government-mandated lockdowns and reduced spending on face-to-face services. So restaurants, uh, service, any kind of service. You know, you think about hotels, you think about cruise lines. Also, you go to airlines. Now, Black and Hispanic workers were disproportionately represented in most of those industries, and they suffered the most from the layoffs and the pullbacks. In the broader terms, this was the first service sector-led recession, a big city recession, and a woman's recession. So from February to April, the unemployment level fell to 15% for women ages 25 to 54, compared with about 12% for men. So the labor force has been hit dramatically. We've had unprecedented challenges, but one of the things I've talked about in previous programs and my most recent newsletter is that Americans have adapted. And we've had things that have come out of, for example, like Zoom. Nobody even knew about Zoom in January. 
got telemedicine, we've got Microsoft Teams. Manufacturers have repurposed assembly lines to make ventilators and, and masks. And what we did is we ended up, you know, the feared ventilator shortages never came about, never came to pass because we made a lot. Now, Congress took a rare break and they had a, you know, to the, the partisanship and they passed a, one of the largest stimulus plans ever in post-World War II. And everybody received, you know, if your income was qualified, you got $1,200 stimulus checks and then you got unemployment continued. Now, again, this then was changed, or I guess you should say that it was added to the misery when we had George Floyd, who died uh, under the custody of a police officer in Minneapolis. And it seemed like the United States just kind of blew up with all this racial uh, discrimination, with all this racial unrest. And that just added for additional, and you had the lockdown and the COVID-19s. Meanwhile, what was crazy that after March, after the lows, the stock market just recovered. And everybody was talking about, you know, what kind of recovery we would have. And bottom line now, right now, is that unemployment has fell from 14.7% down to 6.7%. Now, the third shock that came, which is no surprise to any of you listening to me, and that was the political contentious elections. Now, rather than having a blue wave, uh, or a red wave, the American people, they produced a mixed election result with Democrats winning the presidency, but shrinking their margin in the House. Control of the Senate remains still up in the air. We're going to find out within the next few days or so whether or not Georgia is going to elect two Democrat senators or are they going to reelect one or more Republicans. So despite all of these major recovery has had a phenomenal impact. Now, again, the stock market and the economy are two different things, but companies and businesses, individual individuals have adapted. People have what, what I refer to as that invisible hand. You give an opportunity to somebody, and even in the midst of tremendous obstacles, they figure out a way to get around it. And what's happened is we're starting to see this, and we're lining up for what is going to be, could be unprecedented growth in 2021. Now, why do I say that? It's because the online economy has absolutely exploded. People are working away from their businesses. I'm doing more business by using Microsoft Teams than I ever imagined that I was going to do at the end of 2019. But it's, it's, I meet with probably about 80 to 85% of my clients in these kinds of meetings rather than face-to-face. -face. Also, Americans have accumulated in savings right now over $2 trillion. So again, once the economy starts to open up, what's going to happen is this money is going to start to be used. The other thing that's happening is businesses are being created at a phenomenal rate. So we hear about the businesses that are going to be permanently closed. And most of the focus has been on restaurants and such. But also, did you know that there are over a million new businesses that's being created? You think about the um, you know, the, when we had the uh, uh, state of California wanted to tax or create employees for Uber and Lyft uh, independent contractors, that was pushed back. And so, therefore, there are glimmers of hope that our economy will, in fact, pivot and be able to, to pick up where it left off at the end of 20, 2019. Now, I know for those of you listening to me, you'll say, well, wait a minute, what about Biden and what he's going to do to the economy going forward? We really don't think that that's going to happen too much. There's probably going to be some changes in regulation, 
but he's not going to be able to get through a lot of the taxation changes. And most importantly, he's not going to want to destroy the economy that he was that he inherited. So again, the benefits that Trump has provided going into 2020, Biden may not, he may not give you, may not give credit to Trump, but he's not going to want to destroy it because a lot of those things are in, to his benefit going forward. So we see the economy continuing to grow. In fact, we see phenomenal change rotation out of what we refer to as the large cap growth stocks, which is the Amazons, the Microsofts, you know, the, the, some of the Teslas, some of those kind of stocks. And it's going to move to more of the industrial, the financial, because those have not enjoyed the same kind of run up in stock value as those other stocks have. So again, these are things that we look at when we look at how the money is flowing in and out of certain categories or certain sectors. If you'd like to have more conversation with me about this, this is what we do, folks, and we work very hard at it. We have some of the world's best economists and analysts helping us make decisions so people get the best value for their money and their retirement. Give me a call at my office. My phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the segment of the program that I refer to as News You Can Use. I've had a lot of conversation with clients, and I even alluded to it in the previous uh, section of the program, and it is the about the national debt, the amount of money that has been created. And we've had this explosion in national debt because of COVID and all the stimulus money that's been pushed out. There's an article in Barron's. This came out on December, I guess this, this is December 28th edition, and it's an interview with Neil Kashkari. Now, for those of you that don't remember Neil, but he ran against Jerry Brown for governor, and he's a Republican, and, uh, but he's also the, he's, uh, uh, he's on the Federal Reserve Board. He's the chief of the Minneapolis Federal Reserve, and he has, he cast one of the votes on the Federal Open Market Committee. And this interview is very revealing because it talks about um, the debt in, in, in reality. And he sees the pandemic very similar to where is if you had a war. In other words, if we were fighting a war, let's say like World War II, the government raises money to be able to uh, create the instruments of war to defend and to fight off an enemy. And he sees a lot of this as the same. He doesn't see this as something that is just going to blow our economy apart. He sees it as saving our economy. And this article is very uh, interesting. He asked the question, he said, um, um, the Fed has created a thorny problem for pension funds and others. 
And his comment back is, is, I don't know that we have created a thorny problem. Our job is to try and achieve our dual mandate of stable prices and maximum employment. We have 10 million Americans out of work relative to January and inflation continues to be below 2%. I think we would, we would call that, in other words, if inflation ticked up a little bit, that means the economy is starting to improve. What they're watching right now is they're trying to support the economy, and he sees the high unemployment rate as very similar as a war effort. He said, we have to, he said, it's almost like, it's like most of us that are still have a job, we have an obligation to those people that we employ. Now, you're saying, well, what is my obligation? He's saying the people that have been, they've lost their jobs, they've lost their businesses, it's primarily a service sector recession. I talked about that in the previous, and he said, we owe it to them because we're shutting down the economy. So the war is to keep those people, keep them alive, in essence, keep them in their homes, keep the food on their, on their table. He said, they didn't do anything that was wrong. They are the victims of the war. So he sees the, the actions of the Federal Reserve as in that kind of context. And from that, he sees the firepower. He said, We've been very successful at keeping this healthcare crisis from becoming a financial crisis. And he's very much supportive of Jay Powell and the efforts that the chairman has given and has and is, uh, overseen since the uh, pandemic has hit. Now, some of the actions to support small and mid-sized businesses have been less effective than we would have liked, and that's because of the nature of the crisis. You know, it goes on to say that the Main Street Lending Program to provide low-cost loans to mid-sized businesses has gotten a lot of attention. A lot of businesses said, look, we don't need a loan. Our businesses have been shut down by the pandemic. How can I get on more debt right now? How can I take on more debt? I need a grant. So he's talking about that in the article and how the U.S. government, in other words, the people of the United States, should come to the aid of those people that are legitimately forced out of business, businesses closed, and or employees that have been forced out of their jobs and they have to survive going forward. He sees it as a moral as well as a potential financial crisis that could occur if we don't respond to it. The other thing he talks about is very interesting. He talks about the savings rate. So people aren't going out to eat. They're not traveling. They're not going on vacations. And he says the direct result of that is that we've increased our savings by over $2 trillion. And if you look at the amount of money that the government has borrowed and the savings rates, it's almost like a teeter-totter. And he talks about the relationship between the debt, the explosion of that, and the direct savings rate. So he said, once the economy starts to recover, once the pandemic starts to get underhand, people are going to start to become normalized as far as their spending. Now, it's probably not going to happen in a single year. It'll probably take several years. But what's going to happen is the debt level at the at the federal level will start to decline as the, as people are starting to increase their spending. In other words, savings rates are starting to go down. In other words, cash is coming out of the bank and it's being used then for other services, such as going to a restaurant or traveling or going on an airplane. Now, again, he's he's not uh, he's not predicting the absolute end here, but it gives you a good, clear understanding of what the thinking is on the Fed's part and the national debt. If you'd like to have a copy of this article, I'd be more than happy to send it out to you. It's called, Don't, Play, Don't Blame the Fed for Low Rates. There's a lot of cause and effect here, but I think it's a good article for you to read if you have concerns about that. Give me a call at my office, 
684-7011, or just go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com for more information. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.